0: One, two, one, one my pocket. One, two, one my pocket.
1: Hello, hello, hello. This is Phoebe Nicole, your host of One Girl, One Mic Podcast. Shout out to my little boo-boo who is on my intro. She just had a birthday. So um, happy birthday to Cam. I call her little killer Cam. <laughs> She's so sweet and beautiful. But she is a little bad. In a good way. Bad in a good way. So I am like straight up fresh off work today. I <laughs> am. I was tired until coming here to record the podcast because I love recording this podcast. Every time I turn this mic on, I'm like so excited. And so I was super tired because I didn't work like today. It's like my 14th day in a row working. And and I've been working on a different shift as well. So I typically work afternoons, which is like 4.30 to 3 a.m. But for the last few weeks, I've been on day shift, which is... Um, a 5 a.m. start till 3 30 which I have to be there at 4 30 so that means I got to get up at like 3 a.m. So I've been like super tired but today is my last day so I'm super excited about no more day shift for me being able to come and record my podcast on my last day of working day shift so I'm excited. Me and Courtney in here shout out to Courtney um, I don't have a bill. I don't ever have a bill. I think that's kind of like the thing now for this podcast. Is like, I got a bill, Courtney. You ain't got to get up and get the bill now. Don't don't even worry about it. <laughs> so, Courtney, since you are in here with me, I need for you to turn your mic on just for one little bit, and I want to ask you a question. Um, while she getting set up. Give her a little minute. (laughs) She wasn't prepared. (laughs) She ain't know. I was going to be asking her questions. Just one question because I don't have a guest today. So today I'm going to be flying solo. Um, I don't know. Well, hopefully you guys have been listening to the podcast. And I did an episode a while back on What Type of Cheater Are You? And I did the episode by myself. So this is going to be, this episode is going to be kind of like that. And I want to give a shout out to Mary who listens to my podcast who I love who always encourages me to rock my mic that's always her thing to me rock your mic so mary this episode is dedicated to you cuz I'm rocking my mic by myself so yay to mary so courtney yes um when did you fall in love with hip hop <laughs> do you even love hip hop i don't really know much about courtney so what
0: do you consider hip hop like rap music or hip hop
1: is just it's a whole lifestyle like what do you consider hip hop come on courtney
0: So when I think about hip-hop, I think mainly about, like, rap music. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a rapity rap type of person. Mm -hmm. I'm more of an R&B type person.
1: So you don't listen to a lot of rap? No,
0: I don't. How
1: old are you? 29. 29. So, Courtney, you you old enough to, like, be into some rap. But, like, okay, so who's your favorite rap artist?
0: Um, Or do you even have one? Rap artist... If you can even consider him a rap artist, I would have to say right now is Drake.
1: I was, how did I know you was going to say Drake? <laughs> I knew. I was like, why she say Drake? Mm-hmm. You, Drake is definitely a rap artist. Okay. Well, yeah. He understands us, right?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: That's your favorite? Yeah. Right how, now. What's your earliest memory of hearing hip-hop music?
0: Uh, well, my uncle was a DJ. Really? So, uh, he would have all these type of records and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. I was young listening to music. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like older music, like Kumo D and all that stuff. Really?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, what was the first rap song that you were like, oh my God, I love this hippity hop? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. I'm a big Method Man fan. Really? It means the Yeah, yes. So anything Wu Tang Clan, I was oh. listening to like when I was younger. Yes.
1: So. Cream, get the money. Yeah. Dollar, 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 bill, yo. y'all. So <laughs> did you watch Method Man on his um, on the Ghost? Uh, I,
0: I, it was only one thing I watched with Method Man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so let's. Okay, so first of all, shout out to Courtney because Courtney is engineering today and Courtney actually has her own podcast. Shout yes. out to your podcast.
0: Are you still watching the podcast? Yeah, it's so it's podcast.
1: about, what? Are, what is your podcast about, Courtney?
0: Uh, it's mainly about movies, but we do talk about television, um, mainly shows that's coming on right now.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so Courtney is a huge movie buff. She watches yes. a lot of TV, and she has a whole um, podcast dedicated to catching everybody up and yes. discussing everything that's out now, Unfortunately, before. Unfortunately,
0: it's not a lot of movies being released, so yeah. we just talk talking about movies we've seen or that's coming out on netflix Mm -hmm. stuff like that
1: yeah so your last episode was about the spike lee stuff so that was a really good episode Mm -hmm. right
0: i think so yeah of course (laughs) that one coming out monday
1: yes so listen to her are you still watching the podcast this coming up monday if you're into all of your movie shit
0: Yes, please. Yes.
1: So, no, I did watch Method Man in the um, power, um, ghost power episode. Mm-hmm. And I, I was all for it because I love Method Man. Yes. He is 6'4". Everybody that listens know that that's my favorite height. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. Um, they should do more sex scenes with Method Man. I will suggest that. Yes, like, they yeah, should. <laughs> they really should. So, all right. Well, shout out to Method Man and his sex scene. And thank you, Courtney, for plugging your mic up and thank coming you. on for a little bit. I appreciate it. Thank you. All righty. So, again, I'm going to be flying solo this episode. And the reason why is because sometimes you need to just kick it with your homegirl, right? So, I'm having me a little sip. And I need for all my homegirls and my homeboys that's listening, the guys, the women and the fellas that's listening, to just get you a little sip. What, or, or not. Or do whatever it is that you do. Because it's time for us to have a, um, a conversation, it's the reason why I didn't have guests on this episode because I definitely could have um, asked some people to come on. But sometimes you need to just have a one-on-one with your home girl. We need to get deep. So I'm going to take a sip <laughs> and we're about to get go a little deep. Today's episode, episode number 29, actually. Yay, ring the imaginary bell for episode number 29. We are going to be talking about holding black women accountable For our emotional and childlike behavior. Yeah. I say are because I'm included in this category. Why black women? Because I'm black and I'm a woman. And my friends, most of my friends that I love and hold really close and dear to me and near, dear and near to me are black women. Um, And I think that I can relate. And I'm only speaking from my own perspective. So, lately, this is the conversation that I have been having in my head about myself. So, I want to share some private thoughts and just kind of open up the conversation with my audience. And with and, we, and I want to provoke conversation. That's the thing. I want to, I don't care if you disagree, agree. I want to provoke some conversation about um, black women being held accountable. So... I want to start off by saying that this comes from a place of love and healing and self-check. So I think that it's necessary for us, for people to just do self-checks on ourselves. So originally the conversation came from a video that I watched on Facebook, a Facebook Live episode that this guy did where he was kind of comparing the black female to a 6 year old little girl and I was very offended in the beginning I didn't really want to you know accept a lot of the things that he was saying to be truths but they were and after thinking about it doing some research on it talking to some other women about it I and talking to some other men too because I will say because I am I'm not married and I don't have kids men have very open honest conversations with me about their real feelings right so I've had a few married men and men in relationships open up to me and tell me that they do have like these gripes with their mate about, you know, her not being able to, you know, admit when she's wrong and her using her emotions to kind of tug at their heartstrings and kind of play these manipulative games with their mind and to be kind of like childlike and toxic in a lot of ways. So I kind of felt like compelled to like, kind of like speak, you know, not for them, but kind of like I don't even want to say tell their story, but just kind of like tell the stories that I've heard from them. But then I thought about it. I don't want to tell their story from them because men respond to that behavior the most. And I genuinely, because I am a black woman, don't feel as though it's nothing wrong with you doing whatever type of manipulative manipulative or emotional games that you do with your mate if that's the what he responds to so who am i to say oh you should just tell him how you feel and maybe telling him how you feel doesn't work i've told him how i feel i don't get a response from him when i tell him how i feel i do get a response to him when i play these games with him and when i say games i just want to say use this for an example because i've i do this as well i have done this as well and i am working on it too far as okay somebody a male can your mate can come to you and say what the problem is. I don't like it when you do this, right? Which, and some women are saying, they never come to me and tell me that. But okay, let's just say, go out on a limb and say, he did tell you, hey babe, I don't like it when you do X, Y, Z. That upsets me and it gets me upset. I don't like it, right? And then you go, Okay, you heard him, you're a uh, adult, you know you are a functioning dot, you have a brain, your brain works very well, so you heard him and you understood what he was telling you. Then, a few weeks go past, you do the exact same thing that he told you he didn't like. So when you do it, he go, hey, remember I told you, I don't like that, and you go, oh, okay, you did tell me that, okay, boom. Then you do it again, fast forward, you do it again. You do it again, he snap on you. When he snap on you, instead of you taking responsibility to say, hey, you are right. You did tell me you didn't like that. We use our emotions to kind of like tug at his heartstrings. And then we get emotional and we become so offended in his reaction that we go so emotional. And now we are crying or we are upset or we break, we shut down. We give him the silent treatment. And so basically what we're doing is being manipulative and flipping the script so that he can come back and apologize to us for the shit that we did. Now, ladies, I know y'all don't want to admit this, but y'all know that this is what we do. Okay, y'all want to go, you make sure you got your wine, your drink, your weed, whatever y'all doing, your edible. Yeah, make sure you got it because we're going to talk about this, right? We know for a fact that this is what we do. We will, in the beginning, if he if we are offended by him calling us out on bullshit and calling us out on our mishaps that we have done, we will start off low. We'll, it'll be like um, we'll shut down emotionally. We won't, you know, do the little things that we know he like because at this point we're trying to let him know that we're hurt and we want him to give us attention and basically apologize for the bullshit that we have done. I'm not saying stop that. Because I do believe that men respond to that a lot. I am saying stop that. I am. I'm going to just go out on a limb as a woman. I'm talking to myself at this point. Because remember, this is coming from conversations that I've been having with myself in my own head. To say, stop that. Like, it's okay to admit when you're wrong. It's okay. It's okay to say, hey, you know what? Even though I didn't forget that you told me that it's, a, um, I, you know, I may be so used to doing it. It may me get me. It may take a little time for me to work that out of my system. So, yeah, I know you did say you don't like it when I whatever, however, insert whatever it is that your mate been telling you he don't like. And it's OK for you to say that I, I won't do it again or I'm still working on it. I'm a working in progress. I'm a work in prog- progress or what is it? Progress or process? Progress. I'm working progress. So it's okay for us to admit that and not go into some type of emotional realm that can't nobody bring us back from. So I know it sounds like a lot, and in some cases it is, but I think that with a little a little self-check that we we will be okay. So I'm like, what what sounds like a lot is holding black women accountable for our emotional and toxic childlike behavior. Like childlike and toxic and childlike behavior sounds so bad and so just all wrong. But it's not though. It's not. And it's not it's some not, it's nothing that can't be fixed with a little bit of um self-help, self-check. So because I am a such an advocate for women, like I am, I love the camaraderie of women, I love older women, younger women, like I love all women. Um, And let me just make a point to say this. If you are a woman in 2020 that's still claiming, like, you hate women and you don't have no female friends, stop. You sound very miserable and you're really missing out on great relationships and great friendships. Like, it's not cute that doesn't make you seem cool because you don't have any female friends it makes you seem mad miserable that no other women want to be bothered with you so please go make it your point to go develop some good healthy relationships with women that align with who you are as an adult y'all share some like-minded interests in your life and if you don't like drama go hook up with some other girls that don't like drama and y'all can like run off into the sunset and be homegirls and because I'm telling you like you dead ass be out at the club and in public with like bad wigs and no undergarments on because you don't have homegirls to tell you how you really look. Because men don't have the heart to tell us you look fucked up. You need your homegirl. You need to send some news to your homegirl at first and say, should I send him this? And we're going to be like, yes or no. How do my hair color look? Mm -mm, She didn't do it right. Let's find you somebody else. How my new glasses look. You know, like you need your homegirls to kind of get you together. So don't be the girl that don't have female friends. Like that shit is whack as fuck. Like women are dope and you are actually missing out on some really good things in life. Okay. That's what a period. So, with that being said, the reason why I needed to have this conversation about our toxic childlike behavior that we kind of develop with our spouses and with our mates is because I am such an advocate for women um, friendships and having women friendships. Like, pause, like, not no lesbian shit. Because I know we got to say that even though I shouldn't have to. But... The younger generation, maybe y'all be real, y'all real fluent with y'all sexuality. So like, not even on no gay shit. Like, pause. Shout out to all the lesbians. I love y'all too. But like, not like that. But like, just on some homegirl shit. Um, I'm tired of being y'all friend and having to work through all y'all low key toxic shit. Like, y'all be dope as fuck, but I got to work through layers of you just being mad, toxic, and emotional and childlike because you have developed these traits from dealing with your mates. And this is like so when O oh Boy did the video and he was like telling all of these truths about women and our behavior, I did not want to um accept it and I couldn't even really appreciate the conversation until he started relating it to how this shit trickles down to our regular life. So it's like, oh wait, it's cool for you to kind of like play on old boy emotions and to get what you want and he responds to it well, and that's our yin and our yang, right? He do something. You know, I do something bad to him and he end up apologizing to me for what he did bad. Cool. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's your own thing. That's that's how you roll. But then you start doing that so much. I'm not going to say you. i take that back. We. We start doing that so much to where now it is kind of oozing out into our regular lives. So now you act like that with your homegirl. So now you can't even clock when she telling you like no like you wrong because can't nobody tell you wrong now you don't want to be held accountable for none of your behavior you're not always right none of us are always right I'm not always right you ain't always right and this is just me again being your home girl we kicking it on some you know think of me I'm at your house we kicking it we having a few drinks and you know Your baby daddy probably been complaining and ain't been happy with you because you've been on bullshit because he tired of kissing your ass for shit that you did. And I feel him because I like being your friend, but I already know if you do anything out of pocket, I can't even tell you about it. Or if I do tell you about it, I got to give you a few weeks to cool off because you're not used to being held accountable for anything you do that's out of line. We got to stop that. again self-checks so I think that black women not being held accountable for our emotional behavior I think it's different levels to it I think you have surface things which could be the the spoiled shit that we do with our mates and how we make trickle over to friendships which and then I think it can be deep right so I think the deep Elements is when that type of behavior is trickling over to your kids. It's trickling over to, you know, your close family relationships, your mom. Now your mama can't say nothing. Or maybe you can't even go to your mom and tell her about an incident or kind of work some things out that you're trying to get through in your adult life because anytime you try to go to her and tell her about your, how you feel or the ways that she may have, like, you know, her shortcomings in your life and the things that you're trying to deal with because her shit always trump yours. But then you turn around and your shit always trump your daughters. Like that's not good. So this is the example that I always give, right? So the whole R. Kelly scandal, the whole R. Kelly debacle, when you go you know finally you ask the mom right like and this is like in a I'm doing air quotes ask the mom mom why did you sell your daughter to R. Kelly like you knew he was a pedophile you knew that he was this like why did you take your 14 year old daughter to the R. Kelly concert take her backstage and let her leave for R. Kelly I guarantee you that mother's response is going to be so trauma and dramatic feel that you will forget the fact that she gave her daughter to R. Kelly So it's like she just kind of like got off the hook because her own shit is like so bad to where nobody holds her accountable. Now, again, I'm not taking away nothing from what happened to her. And I think that that shit needs to be addressed. and And she is, yes, that did happen to you. But at the same time, that does not give you the right and the key to just put this trauma on somebody else. It's okay for you to say I was wrong. Like, I I shouldn't have done that. I, I, I'm learning from my mistakes. No, you can never learn from your mistakes if you keep going with unchecked behavior. And that's the reason why I wanted to kind of do this episode solo because, oh, the guy's facebook live that i was watching one girl he brought this girl into her um into his life and the girl said she goes whenever she would um try to tell her mom and her aunt why her and her daughter's father wasn't together no more they would say no that's not the reason why it's his fault and they would give her every reason why it was his fault and she would be like no it was actually my fault because we don't allow one another to sit in our shit it's like no it's never your fault he did that Sometimes it's your fault. And I don't want to seem like I'm attacking. And I feel like I have to keep, you know, saying that. I have to keep going back to that because, again, this, I am in this conversation as well. And I know how sensitive we can be. And I, um, and I do understand that a lot of often... Not oftentimes, like more times than others, that our feelings go, you know, overlooked. So when you do get a chance to tell your story, even if it's in the wake of somebody else's pain, you just want to get your shit out so bad to where it kind of overshadows everything else. Well, I need for your pain to exist in the same space as someone else's healing. Sometimes your pain may have to take a back seat for the moment, not permanently. You don't have to bury things and they never have to come back up. But for the moment, sometime, if it's for someone else to heal, you may have to, your pain may have to take the back seat just for a moment. And you'll have your turn for a split second. Just to allow someone else to heal. Meaning when I come to you with my problem and what happened to me and I'm trying to work through things, I don't need for you to say, oh my God, well, I just did this because this happened to me. No, I don't want to hear what happened to you. Like, I just want to hear you say, I understand where you're coming from. And I understand probably more than you think because I have had those type of experiences. So keep going. Yes, let me help you heal. Let me be to you what I wish someone would have been to me. That's okay. Yeah, these are hard conversations that we need to have. <laughs> so another reason why I wanted to have this conversation is because lately I have been surrounded by so many people that are like really breaking generational curses like with the way they raise their kids and the way they interact with their kids. I don't I want to well I will say kids, but they like um, some of these people have adult kids. So they're, you know, so the way they are allowing their kids to go out into the world is not as broken as we had to go out into the world. So it kind of like, wow, like, OK, you obviously we doing the work because y'all are really breaking generational curses with the kids. So it's like, well, let's break some generational curses amongst ourselves. Like, let's do some self checks on ourselves. So I don't know. I'm taking another sip. I know y'all probably ready to put me out your house by now. And I don't care. I'm going to go willingly, but I'll be back. So I just want to conclude this episode with saying, ladies, let's do some self checks, some self-emotional checks on ourselves. I can't really, I have to be honest, I can't really say the End all, be all as far as dealing with your mates. But I will say to be conscious of that type of behavior trickling over to other relationships in your life. Really good friendships, your relationships with your parents, the relationships with your kids, the relationships with your coworkers. Like you can't walk around thinking that um, you own all of the problems in the world and you are so emotional because something so traumatic has happened to you that you just get to go around and just be in just be a certain way or just get to um, put your emotions off on everybody that you come in contact with. It's not fair. It's not healthy. And it's not fun. And I know deep down inside, like, you're a great person. Like, you're a great woman. You have so much to offer the world. But it's being held back by your emotions. So, um, everybody know I go to church. And my pastor was actually on my podcast That episode was The Devil is Alive. You want to go back and listen to it? And the one thing that I took from joining my church was, you know, the hardest thing in the world that you're ever going to have to do is make decisions based on what you know and not what you feel. And that goes in every aspect of life. I know my homegirl intentions are good for me. I don't want to question that. She's telling me what's right, even though of what I want to hear, even even if it's not what I want to hear, I still know it's right. I don't want to cut her off. I want to be open to people being able to come and express how they feel and I can be able to express myself how I feel and not be so emotional and go crazy and, you know, kind of be a crazy person for no reason. Because sometimes you do need to be a crazy person, (laughs) but not all the time. So use your discernment on when you should be going crazy and when you should be shaking tables and throwing drinks on people. But not all the time. So with that, that was my little 30-minute rocking my mic. Shout-out to Mary. And I also want to dedicate this episode to my Auntie Dorothy, who I recently lost, who I love dearly. I love you, Auntie Dorothy. This is dedicated to you. I'm listening to
0: one girl, one mic podcast. Do See you next week. <laughs>